Hello, welcome to the Atlantic Podcast, recorded live in Clonakilty Community College. My name is Charlie Cronin, and I'll be your host today. This is the first episode of Season 2, and we're excited to have you here. For any first-time listeners, the Atlantic Podcast is run by Transition Year students. This podcast covers a wide range of topics, from local and international sports to gaming news and latest and world events. We aim to release a new episode every Friday evening, so be sure to look out for us. First up, we have Pranav, who's going to talk to us about Irish soccer. Hey, what's up guys? I'd like to introduce you to our new podcast, set up by Mr. Dollery. My name is Pranav Prakash, and I'll be covering the topic of soccer in Ireland, particularly the League of Ireland. I'll be giving you weekly reports from the Premier Division, the Division 1. Now, to update you on the Premier Division, Waterford will be hosting Drogheda United at the Regional Sports Centre, while Derry City will play Longford Town at the Ryan McBride Brandywell Stadium. Dundalk will play Sligo Rovers at Oriel Park. Bohemians will be hosting Finharps at Dalman Park. And top of the league clash, St. Patrick's Athletic will be battling out against Shamrock Rovers at Richmond Park. Now, to give you an update on the league table, Shamrock Rovers sit in first position on 56 points and have a game in hand, while St. Patrick's Athletics, their closest rivals, sit on 50 points. Now, for the relegation places, Longford Time sit on 14 points and surely will be relegated to Division 1, while Dundalk sit on 28 points and have a game in hand while Watford sit on 29 points. Now, to give you an update on the first division, Treaty United will be playing Cork City, Athlone Time will be playing Wexford Dukes, Galway United will be playing UCD, Cabin TV from, sub- du- sub- from South Dublin will be playing Shelburne, while Co Ramblers will be playing Bray Wanderers Football Club. Sitting in first position are Shelburne on 49 points, who surely look to get promoted, while UCD, Galway United and Treaty United look to battle it out for the playoffs. Cork City, respectively, sit in 7th on 25 points, who are 3 points uh, behind Athlone Town, who sit on 28 points. Thank you for listening to my weekly report on the League of Ireland. Thank you for that. Next up is Boris, who's going to talk to us about the latest in technology. Earlier this month, Apple had their yearly event where they released their new line of iPhones, iPads and new Apple Watch. For the iPhones, it's basically a new chip and new color situation. The design isn't much different besides a slightly bigger camera bump and a smaller notch. The lineup includes the iPhone 13, 13 mini, 13 Pro and Pro Max. The Pro phones finally support 120Hz refresh rate and have a bigger battery. The base model 13 phones have an upgraded dual camera system and a bigger battery. The biggest changes this year happened to the iPad mini and Apple Watch. The iPad mini is basically a small iPad Air now. It has an 8.3 inch screen and a squared off aluminum body. Packs the new A15 Bionic chip which makes it the fastest iPad you can buy today. 
The normal iPad also got a chip update to the A13 Bionic, which makes it a great deal for $330, and with the student discount $299. The Apple Watch Series 7 also came up, which got a redesigned screen, pushing the bezel even closer to the edge. That pretty much sums up the event, and thank you for listening. Now we're on to Alexi and Callum, who are going to talk to us about MMA. Hey there, I'm Alexi. And I'm Callum. And today we will be discussing about the fight between Anthony Smith and Ryan Spann. Well, we can see from the fight that it didn't take Anthony too long to win. Anthony won through submission. He landed a few heavy hits before that as well. That clearly affected Ryan's performance. But I must say that Ryan did well to hold off the submission. Smith looked really good in this one. Spann had nothing for him. On the ground, standing, or in the octagon control. Absolute domination. The guy is so humble and genuine. It's good to see him back on top form. Hopefully we'll see more from Smith in the future, but right now, Anthony Smith is in amazing form. Anthony Smith then called out Alexander Rakic after making quick worth of Ryan. That would be an interesting fight to watch if it will happen. Now we shift the news to the Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. Tyrone announces that he's getting the I Love Jake Paul tattoo. Do you think KSI will ever fight Jake? It would be an interesting fight. The YouTube boxing scene has risen in popularity, popularity a lot in these recent years. It all started when KSI and Logan Paul fought. Next up, we have Simon, who's going to be bringing us the latest in world events. The UK, US and Australia have established a, a pact to pressure China. The first program of the AUKUS alliance will be the construction of a fleet of nuclear-powered submarines for the Australian Navy. America and Britain will take part in the manufacturing process. Future projects for this new alliance will include cyber warfare, artificial intelligence, and quantum computing. Due to the spontaneous alliance, Australia recently abandoned a deal with France for a $43 billion deal for French submarines. The government reacted angrily to this news, with fear that this alliance will threaten Indo-Pacific partnerships. French Foreign Minister Jean-Yves Le Drian describes this as a stab in the back. China's embassy in Washington accused the countries of a Cold War mentality and ideological prejudice. Prime Minister Boris Johnson tells French President Emmanuel Macron to to quote, get a grip. Thank you. Next up we have Brian, who's going to talk to us about the World Cup. The Republic of Ireland remain winless in Group A of the European qualifiers for the 2022 World Cup. Although during this past international break, there were signs of encouragement for Stephen Kenny's main. An inspired performance in Faro against Portugal started this set of fixtures. It was a cruel end to a valiant performance as John Egan's header looked as though it would prove to be the winner for so long until the timeless Cristiano Ronaldo took centre stage with two expertly well-taken headers to break Irish hearts at the death. A disappointing afternoon followed against the unfancied Azerbaijan and one begs the question that if it wasn't for Shane Duffy's late header, the Irish boss Stephen Kenny might well be unemployed at this moment in time. The fact that Ireland can't qualify for the upcoming World Cup is very disappointing, considering that we haven't made one since 2002, hosted in South Korea and Japan. But I think that even the most ambitious of Irish supporters couldn't have thought we would have finished in a top two spot in a group that consisted of an excellent Serbian side and the seventh best country in the world, according to the FIFA rankings, which is Portugal. 
the next outing against the Serbs at the Aviva was a spirited performance with some class mixed in. And speaking of class, how good were Gavin Bazunu and Andrew Oma Bamadele's performances? Bazunu in particular was outstanding and the 19-year-old pulled off several world-class saves to keep the boys in green in the game. And Gavin, along with Andrew, certainly didn't deserve to be on the losing side on that particular night and thankfully they weren't. In other news, the Republic of Ireland under-17s beat Malta 6-0 in a friendly recently. The Irish women beat Australia 3-2 on Tuesday night and also on Tuesday, the Republic of Ireland under-15s won 2-0 away in Montenegro. That's all for me today. Thanks for listening. Now we have Thomas, who's going to talk to us about the latest in gaming news. Right, lads. Hello. Welcome to the Atlantic Podcast. I'm going to be talking about the latest news in gaming. The newest release for the PS5 got updated, and one of the new additions is the SSD storage. Um, by default, the console comes with 500 gigabytes storage and comes with a PlayStation exclusive games such as Uncharted and Call of Duty Vanguard, which will be coming out later in October. Vanguard is in beta mode that you can play currently for only 69 euro. And there is also a FIFA 10-hour exclusive gameplay on the 22nd of September. And premium edition of FIFA is a bit, will be coming out on the 27th of October. Regarding PC gaming, the latest news is the new Minecraft Caves and Cliffs update consisting of new and better spawn areas, a bigger and more open areas to explore and discover new animals such as the axolotl and the goat. And now you can go down further to negative 64 and have a better chance of finding whatever you need to fight the ender dragon. Um, the release of Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, in my opinion, I expected more from the game and I expected everything to be much better than the open beta. The graphics, new parkour movement mechanic, and the breaking of the environment like wooden barriers to advance the objectives. Although some aspects of the game are good, like the accuracy to the World War II guns and the uniforms of soldiers. Um, in this week, we will be seeing FIFA 22 finally being released with the standard edition coming out on the 1st of October and the Ultimate Edition arriving on the 27th of September. Yesterday, however, you got to get a sneak peek at the game. Um, play as if you bought EA Play, you receive a 10-hour free trial, including all the game modes. In my opinion, although the finishing and movement feels sharp and smooth, the goalkeepers do make saves that will test your patience, and the passing does seem to go waywards at times. Overall, I feel that the game has a lot of potential to be great and will definitely be a fun fun to play in the early stages and that's the gaming news for today thanks for listening next up is prince who's going to talk to us about soccer in the school hi i'm prince Allo, school reporter with atlantic podcast i'm here speaking today with mr Dari. today he'll be speaking about soccer what days are you planning to begin the soccer trials for the first years 
Hi Prince, we were starting off next Wednesday uh, with the first year, which is great. It's brilliant to have soccer back in the school and sport in general. Definitely. And, um, you know, for everyone, but it, it's especially for the young guys coming in in the first years and to know that, you know, things are kind of getting back to a little bit of normality mm. and getting out um, doing clean team sports and getting involved in all that is fantastic. That's perfect. Will there be any, like, tournaments, leagues or anything for the first years? Absolutely, yeah. The Cork Cup is 100% going ahead. Uh, FAI, um, Munster League seems to be happening as well, just waiting on the uh, registration form from that. But that's looking like it's going to go ahead as well yeah and will you be the only teacher taking charge of the teams or will there be anyone assisting you currently i'm the only one but i'm certainly going to be trying dragging other people in with me uh mr ford hello <laughs> and will those trials be open for everyone first year to anyone who plays soccer so what i want is if you're with a club and you love soccer and that's what you do then you're more than welcome to come to the trials next wednesday 3 30 up in the um the the, the convent astro and we'll have a look at everybody and see if we can find And it's not age-based, it's by your year group, is it? Yeah, so for first year, it's just whoever's in first year. There's no age base for that. Um, after that, then, of course, there is, there's the under-15s. We'll be looking at those at a later date, maybe the week after, or a couple of weeks after that, under-17, etc. But for next Wednesday, it's just the first year. So anyone in first year who plays soccer and is interested in trying out for the school team, they're the ones we're looking for next week. So there'll be a first year team, an under-15 team, and under-17 team? Absolutely, yeah. That's perfect. And when will these leagues and tournaments set up for the teams? We're not 100% sure. Uh, they're definitely going ahead, um, but we are waiting on confirmation on dates, etc. So hopefully we'll have all that pretty soon. And will all trainings be up in the AstroTurf? They will indeed. For the, for, the, for the moment, we'll, we'll be looking to train every Wednesday at 3.30 in the Astro. Yes. Wednesday, 3.30. All right. That's perfect. Thank you very much, Mr. Thanks, Dollar. Prince. Appreciate it. And now we have Dara, who's going to talk to us about the Premier League. The main event in the Premier League this week is the top-of-the-table clash between Man City and Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea are in great form after an impressive 3-0 win against Spurs last week. City are still not hitting top form and they were held by Southampton at home last week, but the return of Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden should give City an advantage. They both scored in City's midweek Carabao Cup win. Man United against Aston Villa also kicks off on Saturday afternoon. United need a win to recover after their shock cup loss to West Ham on Tuesday. Villa should be full of confidence after a brilliant performance against Everton last week. Leon Bailey scored and set up a goal in his brief appearance. Liverpool take on Brentford as both teams hope to add to their good start to the campaign. All eyes will be on the clash between Arsenal and Spurs at the Emirates on Sunday. Could Harry Kane win back the Tottenham fans by helping Spurs to a North London derby win? Arsenal, meanwhile, need a big result to kick-start their season after a slow start. A defeat for them will see the pressure crank up on manager Mikel Arteta. Another interesting game takes place at Elland Road as Leeds welcome West Ham. Leeds have started slowly after their brilliant first season, while West Ham and Mikel Antonio are in great form. They had a big Carabao Cup win against Man United midweek. Stugglers Norwich also take on Everton, hoping to stop the rot after their penalty shootout loss to QPR and their hammering at Villa Park last Saturday. Norwich, meanwhile, look like certain relegation favourites. Lastly, we have Killian, who's going to talk to us about the All-Ireland Final. There were two unlikely finalists as Mayo faced Tyrone in the 134th All-Ireland Final last Saturday week. Tyrone made one change from their narrow victory over Kerry in the semi-finals, with Frank Burns coming in for Tiernan McCann in the half-back line. Owen McLaughlin was ruled out for Mayo's her injury, and he was replaced by O'Sheen Mullen, with Darren McHale also making way for Brian Walsh at wing forward. Mayo started to stronger and found himself two points up within five minutes before Tyrone scored three points in the bounce, including a beautiful score 
from their captain Paul Hemsick. The sides traded scores up until the 29th minute when Matty Donnelly opened the gap up to two for Tyrone. Darren McCurry went through on goal soon after but drew a good stop from Rob Henley in the Mayo goal. Niall Morgan put the resulting 45 between the posts before Ryan O'Donoghue scored his fourth point from a free. Both sides scored another two before half-time and it was Tyrone who led, 10 points to eight. Mayo needed a helping hand in the second half and they got just that in the 41st minute when they were awarded a penalty after Frank Burns handled the ball on the ground. You would have fancied Ryan O'Donoghue from the spot but the bell mullet man hit the post. That was the turning point in the match as just five minutes later Tyrone sub Cahill McShane flicked the ball into the net to put Tyrone four in front. O'Donoghue stuck another free over and there was a goal between the teams at the second water break. Kevin McLaughlin scored for Mayo before Darren McCurry pounded into the net for Tyrone. Mayo stuck two over in quick succession and they traded scores until the latter period of the game where Tyrone got three points in a row in which Matthew Ruan was also sent off for Mayo. Mayo got one more late score and the final whistle blew. Tyrone were crowned All-Ireland champions as the curse goes on for Mayo. Moving on to more local results now from the Under-17 Football and Hurling Championship. Owen Gales won in both codes, beating Island Rovers 1 goal and 13 points to 1 goal and 11 points in football and Milford 1 goal and 15 points to 1-1 in Hurling. Clonakilty, Town and Kilmary all emerged victorious in the football with Bandon and Corsi Rovers winning in Hurling. That's all your GA for this week but we have some busy weeks ahead with the club championship starting up. And that seems to be the final topic we have for you today. If you like the podcast, it would mean a lot to share it with your friends and anyone you think would find it interesting. We should hopefully have a new episode up next week, same time, same day, so be on the lookout for that. Before we go, I'd like to give a special thanks to Nicholas Maynes, Orm Mulcahy and Aaron Glennon for editing this week's episode. Without them, none of this would be possible. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Atlantic Podcast. It's been a pleasure. I've been your host, Charlie Cronin, and I hope to see you again next week. Thank you.